As you may know, 99% of these interviews are remote. Today, it was lightning and thunder outside, so you might hear a little bit of static. Sorry about that. My name is Isabel Boneta, and you're listening to What Would a PK Say? Right away, do you feel like that PK pressure? Because now your your dad has gone through an amount of pressure that maybe he doesn't want you to feel. I definitely have, like, a good amount of pressure when it comes to it, especially from being, like, you know, my grandpa. He's, you know, well-known in, you know, the pastor community. And so, like, even from then, like, I kind of had, like, this, like, granddaughter PK, like, pressure. And it was just, like... Thank God it wasn't something that I, my parents always taught me, like, not to allow those things to affect me or just the thoughts of others, but to truly, like, you know, live my life on my own relationship with God. And so that's something that I kind of always reminded myself, but it's always, like, stressful sometimes because obviously you kind of want to lead and be an example. And so as a PK, I feel like there was, like, this, especially in the beginning, was this, like, I want to make sure, like, I'm fully living correct. And I was still young, too, so that was also hard to understand, like, being new to God fully and, like, my own relationship, like, because I was just getting into that stage of understanding it's me one-on-one with God. And then a couple years, my dad became a pastor. And so, you know, I was very for it and happy for it, but it definitely kind of, changed my perspective on things almost where it was like I want to make sure like I'm in a good place and able to because other people are going to come into the church you know and and see me and see the pastoral family so you know obviously you don't want them to see like I want to say like the bad because obviously that's a normal thing because we're human but it's like at the same time you don't want it to be seen and so you kind of just like it's sometimes scary and always in the back of your head, like, hmm, let me brace myself. And it's it's okay, yeah. It's definitely that pressure is there. But I think my parents were helped me well enough, especially because of their background with their family and, and being in ministry for, like, their whole entire life is helped them be able to help me and my brother to really, like, not fully allow that pressure to like stress us out or take over I kind of wonder that or that's how I would see because I think even some of the decisions that we make and again we're going to be like on the older side like your parents we consciously think about the things that may have not necessarily affected us like I I don't want it to sound like in a negative way but things that we might have went through we're kind of really cautious and want to change things for our kids or or maybe just tweak it, you know, nothing huge, just because of what we went through in our experiences. So I can definitely see them trying to, you know, make sure that you don't have everything. Some things are unavoidable. I mean, you are the pastor's kid. And so whether we like it or not, I think other people are still going to have that expectation, even after all these 50 podcast sessions that we're trying to explain that, you know, we're just like everybody else. They're they're still going to hold you to a higher standard simply because you're the pastor's daughter. How hard is it for you in school? Like when I grew up, 
it's totally different from right now. Do you get the whole, hey, you're a PK or or church girl thing? I, I don't. For me, when we started, I was in middle school and I kind of like, I was very like happy about it. So I, I was, I would tell everyone, like, I'm a PK, <laughs> like, you know, like I was very like just happy about it and happy for my parents and happy for whatever God had, um, had for us. And so I think I, like, I was lucky enough that even though my friends didn't believe at the school I was going to, they were very much understanding and honestly open to like, well, what is that? Or what is the church? And so it kind of helped bring in conversations. And then midway, eighth grade year, I switched to a Christian school. And so my high school year from eighth to uh, 11th, I went to a Christian school, which they all knew. And so that was honestly helped me more to build my relationship with God and kind of helped guide me more. Um, And then this year I switched into public school, which was a total different experience, especially as high school. And so now I get more of that comment of, oh, you're a church girl. Oh, you're, you're a PK or, oh, I can't say that. She goes, she's a Christian. And so sometimes those comments, they're upsetting, but it's like, you understand like some of these people, they just don't understand it. And so something though for me is when someone makes those comments, it's like making sure they understand, like, you know, you can still talk to me, you know, I'm still a human. I'm still a normal person. Like I'm just like you. And, you know, it's actually allowed me, I've never realized how many conversations I could have through it. Like I've had so many conversations this past couple months of just about God with a lot of like unbelievers with kids who even had that church hurt who have been hurt in the church or feel a certain way about it kind of and just one thing happens and fully let go and so I've been able to have conversations to be like understanding that you know the difference between kind of your relationship with God and then in the church, you know, as well. And so being able to just have different conversations and sharing and, you know, through the church I'm going through now, they actually gave us, um, they give us those like life books. And so we've been like going around our school and kind of just like giving them out to different people and sharing them. So different kids can just like, you know, learn more. And so it's something that it was scary at first. Cause I was like, all right, I'm going into a big public school. Like, what am I going to do? You know, do I just stay quiet or do I speak? Do I talk? Do I share? And at first in the beginning of school year, I I stood to myself. I didn't want to talk to anyone. And then throughout the time I started to make friends and just talk to people. And it honestly has led to so many conversations just about God. And it's been able to be more freeing, I guess. And it feels more like a relaxing thing because even if they don't fully agree at least they're listening and then I'm listening in return you know so it's kind of that comfort level now that's cool you've obviously have been influenced positively by some people the way you're speaking so maybe you can name a couple of women that were of a positive influence I definitely like sounds cheesy or whatever but my mom is Man, she's my biggest, like, 
influencer. Like she's honestly the person that, you know, even her story and just her life and everything she's gone through and everything she's taught me has been so eye opening and so just like wow, like, you know, also the shows the difference of like the way my mom, like her presence and how she speaks and how she talks and how she is seeing her in the church and how she leads has been um, very motivating to me to want to continue to even lead and speak on my own. Cause my mom, we're very similar where we get like nervous and shy to like speak, but when we do, it's God. Like, you know, we just allow him to take over and somehow those nerves, you know, they go. And that's something that I've learned from her is to like, even if I'm scared, it's okay. Like, you know, I can, I can do it. And I, I thank God I grew up with a lot of, I grew up with a lot of women in my life that have just truly like from family friends to just like even blood, you know, almost every woman in my life has truly impacted my life to show me how to live a God-fearing life, how to do struggles that, you know, I can manage, I can get through them, I can continue to be loved by God and, like, has showed me that no matter what, his love doesn't fail. And so that's something that I've seen through all the women in my life is, like, through their situations and even through their good times is they really have been that example for me to, like, truly see what life has in store and what the possibilities can be through different things. So I've been very blessed with many, many people that have um, truly just shown me how to care and love through God and just speak to him and just be confident in myself and in God. Right. This is one of the common questions we've had in the podcast and everyone's always hesitant to say my mom they're like oh this is cheesy or this is cliche I see it as a blessing because I know that not everyone is blessed enough to say hey my mom is the one who shaped me I am who I am or I am where I'm at now because of my mom because I'll be the first one to say that my mom is definitely a huge example you know and it's also good for others to hear because from what you've said, it's not just a picture that she may portray, which others may think. Oh, she's the pastor's wife, so she's got to act like that. But we just heard evidence that it's not just in those four walls when she's at church. It's something that she's done at home. And it's something that she's been able to teach you, not just with her words, but, you know, with her actions. And so, you know, we see the evidence or the fruit in you so I, I don't think it's cheesy I don't think it's cliche at all I think that that's a blessing that's how I see it. and I think I, I probably say that every time but I think it's a blessing that that we can say that our mom is our one of our biggest you know motivators um, I know that you were saying earlier you took those opportunities at school which I see them as opportunities right those were doors that were open like what you were explaining about conversations but how do you think that being a PK influenced your spiritual life being a PK it's definitely different kind of because you're put into a place where, especially as, at a young age, becoming one, you know, I am constantly in the church. You know, I'm constantly either at a youth event, I'm at a community outreach or any type of event we had going, I'm there. So we have different things. And especially my family, like my dad loves community outreaches. Like he just... 
that's his thing. Like the community is always his thing. And I love it. Like we would go out, give out different things. We meet up days before, set up stuff. And so it's just always been great. And so it's something that becoming a PK kind of, I was, I guess you can say forced to be in the church constantly, which helped me continue to constantly have God with me because I almost was there every day. And then besides our church, I would also visit my grandpa's church. And then I would go other places or other youth events with other people. And like, even when my parents weren't pastors yet, they were youth pastors at my grandpa. And when I was younger, my parents didn't have like a babysitter for me and my brother. So like, if you look at our youth pictures, you see me, my brother being like the youngest kids there are with all these like teenagers. And we would go to every youth event. So it kind of, at such a young age, built an environment with people and um, who were fully God led or growing in God as well. And kind of just to become an, an example to me and to just see their life and what it was like and being able to just constantly be in that environment has truly helped build me into who I am because, you know, I, I was never away from it. And, and then I never wanted to be away from it. It caused me to just want to continue to stay and continue to, you know, be around because I had, you know, these friends and this, this family that I created and and had with all these people and so it was just becoming a pk kind of really just helped that on another level of what it already was and so it really just helped impact my life as in like bring me with people who were filled with god and just were on fire for him and then you know i became eventually the youth leader in my church and so that was something that was scary, mm -hmm. but exciting. Like when COVID happened, um, me and my dad started doing um, lives and I started doing um, Facebook lives with him and we would, I would just speak and it went from him speaking to me speaking to then me just speaking and him being there, like my, my support system mm -hmm. because I would get nervous. So it was like, I was always scared to go by myself. I was like, dad needs to be with me. He needs to be next to me at least so I can be comfortable to do it. So it always was nerve wracking, but it's helped me be able to go in these positions in my life and to really just truly search more because especially as a youth leader, you know, I'm looking for lessons, looking for different things I want to speak on. And so it just helped me dive in more to the word and just what was you know being provided to me from my understanding when you guys started you guys had a really small church like a i think yeah. you started from like zero i i'm not i'm not 100 percent sure yeah we had like i think it was like one family of like three maybe when we started mm -hmm. and so it was and for a little bit it was just the four of us so we would just continue to go and just, you know, have services and do just our daily, our daily services, basically, and, and what it was like every Sunday. And eventually, you know, we've always had a small church. And so it's kind of been like our little thing Like we've always. And then that one lady, like she was with us forever. Like when we moved our church, 
she was still with us. And so I feel like if she wanted to, she would have moved out here to Florida if she could have. Like, she was always with us. And so it was definitely an experience to go from, you know, my grandpa's church, which is a very big church, to something so small. But we honestly, our church was more of the community than it was the people in the church. Like we had so much again going on in outreaches that we did. Like so many people that from the community called my dad their pastor without even, you know, stepping foot into our church, but just from receiving from him on the streets and hearing his word and, and just what we were doing, you know. So it was a small church but a big community we had with us. That's cool. That's awesome. I mean that's what it should be. I'm I remember hearing a saying I'm not too sure who said it so i don't want to misquote but if the church closes down the community should feel it because essentially that's what the church is for we should be serving the community and showing them grace but not just with our words but with our actions that's how you know that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing being in hands and feet yeah my my parents were the same way her parents are the same way big on community i think it's really important to be part of the community so the people don't, I don't even know why there's this misconception that church people only help church people. Like, I don't, I don't, I still don't understand why people still today, I'll tell somebody what, what the church is doing. They're like, oh, wow, that's pretty dope. Like, I, I, I didn't know that the church did that. I'm like, dude, if the church is not doing that, they, they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Because we're here to help people, not, not to help ourselves. So knowing that your dad is doing that like yeah that that doesn't surprise me because he grew up in that it's not surprising at all uh as a pastor's daughter as a pastor's daughter did you come across any type of feedback whether it be positive or negative because you're a girl like let her speak because she's a girl or no don't let her speak because she's a girl did you feel any of that i mean I'm, i'm you're pretty young but still i mean so much can happen yeah I definitely like for me I thank God that like I was lucky enough to be surrounded with people that were completely understanding you know and like agreeing like at the end of the day I'm on this earth to serve God and so if that's through ministry if that's through speaking if that's through not ministry and just through my daily life I am here to serve to God and bring people to him. It's kind of an understanding. I feel like a lot of people knew like, you know, okay, she's speaking to perfectly fine. You know, I never experienced kind of anything where people would say anything. I noticed there were some people that wouldn't understand, but never would come to me or say anything to me. That's something that I'm very grateful for is that even if someone thought something, they at least... I kind of knew of it and I could tell, but it never really was spoken to me. And so it was for me, again, like I just, something I feel like my life we understood was we're all here to serve. We're all here to live through God. And so we're here to help others kind of come to Christ. And so we're all here to do the same thing, just in different ways. And so however God's going to use us is how he's going to use us. And I'm not going to stop someone, you know, for speaking or saying something because they're a woman or not, you know, something that I'm grateful for is that that's never happened to me. Like, you know, my brother, 
we always the same thing. Like we lead together, we serve together. And honestly, I think I speak more than he does. He's mm-hmm. he's a little more on the, sh- the side chat side. So it's very interesting because there are certain things that like, in the beginning, like I know there are certain people that don't feel like that can, that should be a thing, you know, and women should speak or at least in ministry. I know like kind of, I have like a little like fear of it, but once my parents like were like, you're good. I was like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> That's all that matters to me is like, you know, they're my, they're my pastors. So at the end of the day, when they allow me to go up and speak, you know, they're not going to stop me because I'm speaking through God. So it's not it's not even me speaking, it's God. A little something you said, it doesn't matter what you're doing in whatever ministry you are in, as long as you're doing something for the church, something for or Christ-centered. Pablo Hernandez was in the second season, and he said that. He really went a little deep in, into the fact that we're here to serve. It doesn't matter what it is. You could serve as a pastor. You could serve as a musician, as a singer. You know, you don't have to have a title. You know, you could serve opening the doors for the people that are coming in. You could serve cleaning somebody's house. But as long as you're serving, knowing that you're doing something for God, then then you're doing you're doing God's will. People walk around talking about what is my what is my purpose? What is my will? And he talked about it. He said, you're, you're here to serve. To wrap it up, I would like for you, with the experience that you have had, to give a word of advice to teenage pastors' daughters that might be listening to the show today. I feel, as a as a pastor's daughter myself, um, one of the biggest things to me is remembering, like, being a PK, it's another, like, label, right? And so... At the end of the day, I'm a PK, but I'm truly God's child. I'm here, again, living through Christ and for Christ. And so it's remembering, like, he wants a relationship with you, not with you and your parents or not with just your parents. He wants that one-on-one that he has with them as well. So your parents can be the pastors of the church you can be their child, but are you just their child or are you truly the child of God? And making sure you have that relationship one-on-one is something that is very important in remembering is even though you are a PK, you know, making that decision for yourself as in and realizing, do I have that one-on-one relationship with God? And is it me and him truly? And so just focusing on that is no matter what is said or what is told to you of what you maybe can or can't do. It doesn't matter because you're here for God and you're here to live through him and speak through him and walk through him. And so you make that decision for yourself on, you know, continue to allow him to use you. It's again, as I said before, just remembering it's your one-on-one relationship with him. 